everyone, and welcome back to the Travel and Tourism Podcast, my first season. Today's guest was name-dropped in an earlier episode. Name-dropped by whom? Well, her husband, of course. He came on the show and told us how they met. You know, it's first season, so we now get her version of the events and see if all this lines up. She was interviewed for Club Med by none other than Kenton Smith, and her first season was at the opening of Sandpiper in 1986 as a baby club geo. She also worked at Punta Cana and Ixtapa and was a mini club and aerobics geo. And this is my favorite part, despite never having worked with kids or taught aerobics. While working in the baby club, she was a puree food geo, and she is here to tell us all what the heck that was. Please help me welcome from California, Catherine Kotler Glassman. Hey, Catherine, how are you? Hey, Greg, I'm great. How are you? I am great. Now that someone that name dropped was your husband named Marty, Marty Glassman. Can you confirm or deny this, please? I confirm it. All right. Sweet. Because I love I love hearing these stories. OK, you know what? I, Greg Hanna loves love. OK, he may not be in love, but I love love. So I like these stories. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would I want to know everything because it's uh, as Marty said, you guys grew up maybe six, six miles from each other or something like that. Like in California, is that true? That's correct. Okay. So you don't, and you don't recall seeing him around, I guess, when you were, you were growing up or hanging out at all the the places that you guys used to go to? I don't recall, but there's a good chance that it happened. We grew up in the eighties and we went to the same dance clubs and we were, we were rival high schools. So there's a good chance, but we never ran into each other that we're aware of. Are you glad you worked at Club Med in the 80s? I am so grateful that I had that opportunity in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, I think I would have liked to work there in the 80s as well. If I could, that seemed like a, an amazing decade to be there. Yes, it sure was. Okay, so we'll, we'll take you back a bit before Club Med. I know you you also studied at the same university, California State University, correct? Cal State University, Northridge, that's correct. Marty was at the the main campus, and then I studied at the Ventura Satellite Campus. Okay, are there? Is this a big school? Yes, it is, and they have sat. Well, they did have satellite campuses up the coast. Okay. So, yeah. Now, did you go to Club Med as a GM, like on vacation with your family? Never. I had not even heard of Club Med when I applied. So how did you hear about Club Med? Well, I was going back a little bit. I was living in Switzerland and working at a restaurant and really enjoying living abroad. But unfortunately, I had to cut it a little short. And when I got back, I ended up working for an accounting firm in Century City and wanted an opportunity to travel and make money. So uh, I was told, you know, maybe try the cruise lines or the airlines, or there's this all-inclusive vacation place called Club Med. Now, well, who told you? Was this a coworker? No, it was my mother. Oh, your mother. Okay. Yes. And she had, she had never worked at Club Med, right? No, she had never worked or been, but she was uh, studying to become a travel agent. So that's where she obtained the information. Okay. Yeah. You said you went from Switzerland and then you came back to work 
an account? Like, how did you, how did Switzerland happen? Did you just like spin the globe and then point your fingers? <laughs> like some people used to do say, I'm going here. Uh, let's see here. I fell in love with a Swiss man who was in California for the 1984 Olympics. So Whoa. okay. He, <laughs> this is a good story. He went, okay. he went back to Switzerland and I did want to travel, but uh, I was a little more inspired once I met him. And I went back and I, as it turned out, he was already involved with somebody else, but I was able to work for his brother who owned a restaurant in a small canton called Freiburg outside of Bern. And uh, yeah, it was a great experience. I loved it. I'm guessing this guy was handsome. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, sorry, <laughs> sorry that that happened to you. Okay. When yes, you got it there. was tragic, but no, I, I was all good. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I'm a believer. Indeed. Okay. All right. So, so we have your mother to thank for getting you to Club Med. Yes. But then, but then like, how do you, like, it was hard enough for me to apply in 94. How did you apply or know how to apply in like 86, you know? Well, I recall mailing in an application to the New York office. And then shortly thereafter, I got called for an interview uh, in downtown Los Angeles and uh, left the accounting firm on my lunch break and went down for a one-hour interview. With Kenton Smith, correct? Yes. And was he like, at that time, was he a chief of sport or something in Clement? Yes, that's correct. Okay. All right. Did you know that? And you knew that Kenton Smith became a chief of village after, right? You know, I remember hearing about that, but it wasn't during my time. It was after my time. Yeah, I think the 90s. Yeah, I, I never worked with him. But yes, he did. Uh, I just I always seem to miss him by a year or six months. But yeah, he did become a, a chief of a village. Yeah. Oh, good to hear. I, I thought of him more as a lifer. And uh, that's perfect. He's a nice yeah. guy. You, you, you recall anything about your interview? Like did they since since we mentioned in your um, your intro, you never you never worked with kids yet. They stick you right into the baby club, which is kind of worse than the mini club, right? Because it's babies, right? Yes, that's correct. And I do recall a little bit about my interview. He did ask me if I spoke French and I had very limited French. It was only from my, it was restaurant French working in a Swiss French restaurant. Um, so I just sort of did the best I could with my French and it, I was, left with the impression that I was hired, but in what capacity, I wasn't quite sure. I left myself open to anything. I was just anxious to get a job there. It looked like a, so much fun. No offense to Kenton. I think he should have asked you if you knew how to change a diaper before you spoke French, but that's You know, <laughs> I think so too. And uh, <laughs> now being a mother and looking back, uh, it's a little bit scary, but <laughs> it all turned out okay. All right. <laughs> about how long after the interview did you find out you were leaving for sandpiper i'd say it was about three weeks three it weeks was it... pretty quick that they called and told me i was hired did they tell you this was a new village opening because i i didn't know sandpiper opened in 86 were you aware uh yes they told me that that i would be going to sandpiper florida in port st Lucie, florida and that it's a new village which 
didn't mean a lot to me since, you know, this is pre-internet and I didn't have anything other than looking at a brochure of really an idea of what Club Med was. And of course the interview, it was informational. So I did get some information there. So did you find out when you step foot in the village, you'd be working with babies? I uh, know they told me when they hired me, you will be working in the baby club. Sorry, were you reaching out to all your friends to see if they had babies and if you could, in fact, change their diapers for practice? I was in my early 20s and I had no friends with babies. Okay. And I, to be honest, I'm not sure what homework I did. I don't think I did any other than, you know, I had babysat a few times in the past, but okay. I thought I'll just learn on the job. All right. So tell me what, what do you tell me anything and everything you remember about the, uh, I mean, arriving there like that first week, that first day, do you remember anything? I do. I remember going to the Florida for the first time and going with a taxi from the airport and arriving at the village. And I had a, a pretty cool welcoming and felt like I was sort of thrown to the wolves. I didn't really understand the jargon. It, it was it was a little overwhelming at first, but after a week or so, I, I got the hang of it with some help with the chief of baby club, who was a French woman. We didn't interact with anybody for the first, I would say, six weeks. Our job was to paint Sesame Street characters uh, <laughs> in really? the baby club. Yes. And we had the cribs all set up. I mean, we really were from the ground up starting the whole village opening up. And what I do remember is when we did finally get the doors open to the public, we had all the chef de village from all the club meds come for the opening and that was uh they it was pretty exciting uh they came from all over the world where they had club meds and uh and it was a lot of fun and then uh we opened to the public and we, we started out not too busy and then as time went on we got very busy and my job entailed taking care of four-month-old to two-year-old babies and it was learning on the job and it was not glamorous, but when all was said and done, then you're out doing the shows and performing and meeting people from all over the world. And, and that was just fabulous. Well, how many, how many days or weeks, like, were you working there before the guests arrived? Do you recall? I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I would say it was probably three to six weeks before we actually had guests coming. Okay. Got it. And you had all the chiefs there. That, so that, that was a pretty, pretty big deal then back then, I'm guessing. Yes, it was. It was a really big deal. Yeah. Okay. And roughly how long does it take to like paint a big bird, you know, because he's bigger <laughs> than all the other Sesame Street characters, <laughs> probably a couple of gallons of yellow paint on that one, right? Yeah, most okay. definitely. <laughs> okay. So do you remember changing your first diaper? I'm sorry to get back to diapers because I, I never changed one and I can't imagine how hard it must be, but uh, was it easy? Uh, yes, it, it was all very easy. And uh, again, nothing glamorous. And I did 
feel a bit envious of the young woman who was in charge of the baby club kitchen, which is oh, a yes. place that's Please. a place where I feel far more comfortable in. Please tell and, us, tell everyone what a a puree food geo is please. I love this story. Yeah. So uh, somebody was already in that position. It was just a one person position and they were relieved of their position. And the chief had asked me prior to her leaving if I was interested and I jumped on the opportunity and the job. So I worked, I would say a quarter of the season, which I was up there for over a year uh, as just baby club, uh, changing diapers. And then the other three quarters, I was in charge of the baby club kitchen and the job entailed, uh, making soup every day. And I remember it, it was carrot, potato, leek, and tomato. And I cooked in a microwave. There was no open flame because again, this is babies and toddlers. And I would leave for the afternoon to get ready to come back for the evening feeding. And I would leave soup in the microwave going for, I think, something like three hours. And then when I got in to prep for the evening, I would puree the soup. And then the moms would come in with their babies. And we had high chairs lined up. There were probably 10 high chairs in our little baby club restaurant. And the parents would go up and take the pureed soup themselves and they would feed the babies. But we did have one baby that was one of the employees there that had a family and the baby was Christopher and they would always leave him for myself and another geo to feed and <laughs> Uh, we didn't know anything about feeding babies and this baby never stopped eating. We just kept going and going and going and going and going and going. It was, it was pretty funny. I think the baby put on a pound a day. That baby grew up to be a wrestler. Okay. Yes. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> now were there moms that had, were, would you say most of the moms had separation anxiety or they just couldn't wait to drop the baby off and, and go to the pool? My memory was they could not wait to pick the baby up. Uh, drop the I'm sorry, drop the baby yeah, off okay. and uh, and they took their time picking up. Sometimes we would have to go around the village looking for the parents. Oh really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> is this one yours? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Whose whose kid is this? Anyone? Okay. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, roughly how long did you spend at Sandpiper? Was it uh, six months or a year? No, this was back when they were having geos serve about a year. So I was there for over a year and uh, we had a whole new team come in and I was one of the last, I think it was a hard position to fill. So I was one of the last to leave. Sorry, I was going to say, did they throw you in the shows or or you were just too busy with the babies all the time? Uh, I was in the shows when I was working. Uh, yeah, I did actually lots of shows and we did restaurant entrances where we dressed up and greeted the guests as they walked into the restaurant. Uh, lots of performing actually, which is funny because again, like I've never worked with a baby. I was not much of a performer either. Oh, so you weren't a, you weren't a dancer before? No, not at all. And during your interview, did Kenton mention how many times a day you'd 
have to dance? Like, like, did you know what crazy signs were when you got there? Nope. It okay. was all new. Yep. All new, all on the job training. What were some of the crazy signs in 86? Do you remember? That's do, they still, good... do they still haunt you? I mean, or I mean, do you like any of those songs? I, I, well, I know that in that village, it was just crazy signs. That was after the name of the song. Okay. You must've had blame it on the boogie or something by Michael Jackson. I'm guessing like, uh, or mm. crocodile rock. Nope. Or, or the standard hands up the classic hands right? up. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Hands okay. up. That was it. That was it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Nice. So who yes. did you, um, so if you're there over, over a year, Anything crazy happened? Got any anecdotes? Excursion gone awry? Was there a changeover of the chief of village when you got there? Like, I know, I think your first chief was, was uh, Yannick? Uh, Yannick, Yannick, yeah. Did, yep. did, did they change over or did was he the first, like, did he stay the whole time? Uh, he stayed the whole time. He was married and he was there the whole time that I was there. I do have some interesting stories. Things that happened. One is we did have a hurricane uh, come through, and I'm from California, so this was all new to me. So we did have to tape up the windows of the village, all of the rooms, and then we moved out and we moved into a retirement area across the golf course. We were on a golf course, and and we we survived the hurricane. I don't think it was anything too bad. Maybe a Category One. Was it in 86 or 87, this hurricane? Do you remember? It was 86, I believe. Okay. That's probably in, probably in summer. It was probably Har Charlie, right? Hurricane Charlie. I know that that one that's, hit Florida. Sounds in, about uh, right. August of 86. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yes. Well, well that's good. Uh, so you didn't have much cleanup to do then when it went through. No, no. It was exciting though. And the other thing that was very exciting was I very much enjoyed water skiing. And we were on the Port St. Lucie River where we water skied. And I was cl very close to the chief of water ski. So he would let me go at five, six o'clock in the morning to water ski before the guests arrived. And we would, this is a great way to not fall off your water skis. There were alligators that were infesting the entire Port St. Lucie River. So I remember water skiing and seeing alligators in the river. So needless to say, I never fell. Okay. Were you on two skis or one ski? One ski. Okay. And you learned one ski there? Uh, no, I had a little bit of water skiing experience prior to Club Med. Okay. All right, cool. So what else can you tell me about Sam Piper before we move on to Punta Cana where you met your future husband? I think that's really it. Those were the okay. two highlights. Now, were you planning to take a break after Sam Piper? Did you say, you know what? After a year plus of babies, I, uh, mommy needs a break. Uh, or did you like sign up right away? Or did they, uh, did you fill out a dream sheet back then asking you where you would like to go? How, how did it happen? You wound up in Punta Cana. Uh, yes, you know, I do recall filling out a dream sheet and I really wanted to go to Spain, but oh boy. Okay. I don't think they really listened to what my dream was. So <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it was, a pipe, it, was a, it, was a, it was a pipe dream, but yeah, you could ask. Yes, okay. <laughs> exactly. So I, um, I ended up, uh, I did have a little bit of time in between. Uh, things just worked out well 
that I could have some time. I, I did travel a little bit. I think it was a three week period. And I was very anxious to go to the next club. I, I loved it. So uh, when they told me Dominican Republic, I was actually very happy about that. Okay, but I see you couldn't escape the, uh, you, you escaped the baby club, but then you wound up in mini. So you didn't try to say, uh, I want to go on the sports team. You just said, uh, I'll take it. Yes, I said, I'll take it. They didn't have a baby club at that village. So that wasn't even a question. And I I didn't feel qualified for the sports team at the time. I was happy to get mini club. I actually really enjoyed it at that village. And the older kids were much that I I felt like I was better prepared for. You weren't up to your elbows in puree every day now, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Did you like that village? I loved that village. Yes, very much. Was there a, uh, right in front of the beach, the main beach, was there, uh, was it, you know, there's a wreck there or there, there was when I was there. So was there a, a, a wreck when you were there in 87? Like Yes. Oh, there yes. was. Okay. Yes. Okay. You know, you, when were you there? Oh, this would have been like 2003 type of thing. And it was still there, but I just was curious, like how, oh. when did that, when did that thing run aground? Jeez. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> okay. It was still there. All right. Now, uh, about how far into this season do you do you meet uh, Marty, who lived six miles from you? Like, do you do you recall meeting him? In yes. Uh, actually, I arrived late in their season, so he had already been there. I don't know, maybe a month, month and a half, and I was the new girl, and we both established right away when you're meeting everybody that, you know, you ask where you're from and you start off with I'm American and then I'm from California. And then, so we narrowed it down to, yes, we live six miles away. And so, yeah, I met him right away. As soon as I arrived, I would say probably the first night I arrived. Okay. But, but it was just strictly, you know, strictly friends, friend zone. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Strictly friends. Okay. Good, good, good. Okay. Now, how long were you in Punta Cana for? I was there, I would say, probably eight months, six to eight months. Okay. All right. So enough time to look at what other people were doing, you know, a sports team. Yes. We'll get we'll get to Extapa because I loved how you were aerobics, Joe, and you never did aerobics, but we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. I just want you to tell me whatever you can about Punta Cana, the Dominican Republic. Well, first of all, as you probably well know, Dominican Republic's beautiful. We working mini club was interesting. Uh, it was always different. Uh, we had a pool, we had the ocean, uh, we had a circus, and uh, there were always activities for the kids. I, I do remember the same thing where parents dropped off, I'd say probably 15 minutes before we were even open. And having to go around the village looking for the parents in the evening to take their kids because we were already done. <laughs> so uh, I know parents really enjoyed themselves as well. <laughs> and uh, well, but, well, back then, okay. Now, we're, what age? Sorry, what age was Mini Club again that you were in charge of? Uh, uh, Mini Club was. Let's see. I would say I think it was six or seven year olds on up. Okay. This might be a dumb question, but or if you could recall back to the time, were there any ones that stood out to you? Like 
that said, oh, this one's going to be a lawyer. This one's going to be an actor. Do you remember, like, were, were there ones that really stood out, like the kids that would come? Uh, you know, it's funny you ask that. Uh, no, except for one child who was special needs. And I really bonded with the kid. And dad asked me if I would come au pair at some point. And it, I mean, nothing ever worked out. But then fast forward, I'm a mother and I have a daughter with special needs. So, so yeah, that kind of, uh, that's one child who really stood out. Other than that, no. Okay. And you never met any celebrities your time in Punta Cana, right? No. No? Okay. Now, neither Sandpiper, correct? Correct. Okay. Well, maybe there were, but you didn't know them if they were French, right? <laughs> I, I would say I'm pretty oblivious, even if they were American. Oh, okay. I'm so not Brad, so great so with that. Brad Pitt walks by you. You don't know who that is. so that's... Would not know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please say you give them a double look or something. Even I would it's Brad Pitt. Okay. You know what? I grew up in Los Angeles. <laughs> you can get true. a little numb to that. Yeah. Good looking guys like that are a dime a dozen there, right? Yeah, they grow, exactly. They grow on trees. Okay. <laughs> so I don't want to, I don't want to beat the Marty thing to death here, but I'm just curious, like, did he, uh, like, was he, I don't know, uh, I don't even know the word anymore. So were you in couple in the Punta Cana? I think that's what the club med term was in couple. Yes. I remember okay. that. That's funny. <laughs> okay. No, we were not. I was in love with a French guy that I met in my first village, and he was in love with a Canadian woman. Okay. So uh, they were both GMs and mm -hmm. then became au pairs, uh, mine in Florida, his in Dominican Republic. So no, we were just friends. We were friends actually all the way through Club Med. Okay. So you went from Swiss to French, I'm sensing a pattern here, Catherine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if Marty has spoken French, okay. <laughs> no, Marty is okay. as American as they okay. come. <laughs> but, but if he did speak French, that would have been had a, yes. He would have had a shot. Okay. That's right. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, Punta Cana. So you, you do just short of a year. Uh, were you getting better at the shows now? Probably not, but uh, okay. <laughs> I think I, I fooled the public. Were they still doing rehearsal at night? Like when you guys were rehearsing, was it after everything or were you doing it the afternoon? Uh, we did it sometimes after everything and sometimes in the afternoon. But I think because we were mini club, we got, didn't have to do the after too late. Did you have any culture shock at all? Like when you got, I, I wouldn't say Sandpiper, but I'm wondering um, when you got to Punta Cana, was there any Club Med culture shock? Yes. Okay. Uh, Are you going to say I topless would... women? Okay. Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. That's, that's usually everyone's. Yeah, okay. yeah. Americans, we are not used to that. You go to a designated beach for that, which I never yeah. did. So yeah, we didn't we didn't we didn't have those beaches in Montreal. So yeah, that was my my culture shock too as well. Um oh. it, was, it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with it, but you know, yeah, not nothing that you were you or I were uh, you know accustomed to. So okay. yes. So how do you go from Putikana to Ixtapa? Now please don't hold back any details how someone so you so you had never taken a course back in California on how to do aerobics, right? Am I getting this right? Uh, I was I was sort of a gym gal back then. I did take aerobics classes a lot. I never taught aerobics. Okay. 
So I just watched because so, I just watched three seasons of Physical on Apple TV with Rose Byrne. Now, were you oh. back then in the eighties? Were you wearing that 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 outfit? You know, the uh, the tights and the the uh, oh the, yes uh, yes leg leg warmers yes. really yes okay. oh yes and the headband uh, okay yeah uh, was this pre step or did you do any step aerobics? This was pre step. Okay, all right. So, but you were confident enough to say, you know what? If they ask me, I'm, I can say I taught it. Is that how that happened? Yes, like yes. Because in Florida and in the Dominican Republic, I took aerobic. There were aerobics instructors, and I went through, took both of the instructors' classes. And I thought, I kept thinking, I can do this. This is something I can do. So, uh, when it came time to go to Extapa, I applied for that job, and uh, that's that's where they sent me to become and the aerobics instructor. But first you asked for Italy or Greece and they said, how about Ixtapa, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's right. You went, okay, Mexico. Sure, I'll but, take it. But the aerobics person also has to do stretching, abs and bud, water aerobics. Did you have to do all that as well? Yes, I did. And you just uh, reminded me of that. I did, did exactly that. power walk at all? No, there was no power walk. We did have uh, early morning water aerobics and early morning stretching. Wait and a minute. Then I, hold, hold, excuse me, Catherine. Did you say early morning water aerobics? That sounds like hell. What time was early morning? Well, I think early morning must have been eight. Oh, God. People showed up for that? Well, I, you're talking to a baker, so that's late let me morning. Get, let, me guess, one per, let me guess, one person would show up for 8 o'clock a.m. Usually, yes. Yes, usually. and they wouldn't leave. They they would yeah. do it, right? Oh, yeah, oh, God. I, well, this was yes. the same thing for me, but with, uh, with the power walk, you'd be walking for one person. Okay, but that sounds, oh, oh my God, 8 a.m. water aerobics? Oh, my Lord. Okay, did you do it with music? Or was, you had to be quiet? <laughs> I, that's a good question. I don't recall. I think it was quiet. I don't think we did have music for that. Now, Ixtapa, was this a family village or singles village? Family village. Now, did you see all, when you saw the babies and the four to six-year-olds, were you getting wistful? Were you like, oh, I should have stayed in the mini club? Nope. You, okay. <laughs> nope. Not, not at even, all. <laughs> not even going to think about it, huh? Okay. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> okay. No one <laughs> asked you to help pitch in? No. Okay. <laughs> nope. They're all yours. <laughs> how do you make the puree? <laughs> all right. Now, how long did you spend at Ixtapa? I was only at Ixtapa, I would say, for about five months. And then I actually decided that I was going to quit. Okay. You're going to leave and pursue something else, right? Correct. Okay. Now, now I, I know you studied culinary arts at Oxnard College. Well, that was, this is after, after, right? Yes. Okay. Now, did you have a plan? Like, were you going to go back to California? I wanted to travel again. So I got in touch with a very good friend that I met in the in Dominican Republic. And we went to Europe together. And then I came back and I ended up working at a motion picture catering company in the San Fernando Valley. And that's where Marty and I connect. Okay, hold one minute though. You said motion. So the, the people that supply food to like TV shows and movie sets and all that? Yes, and that was the time uh, they were, one of the shows was Baywatch. No. Were. Yeah. Were you? Did you get to go? 
No, I worked nope. in the office. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was, so that where they filmed on that Baywatch beach, that was in your neck of the woods? Yes. Okay. So, so you're there now. How do you reconnect with Marty? So M Marty, I knew, uh, left the Dominican Republic and that was his one and only village. And then he went back to DJing, which he had been doing prior and during uh, Club Med. So I worked for the catering company. They needed a DJ for a rap show. Uh, a show is wrapping up. They do a big party. And I said, oh, I know this guy I worked with at Club Med. And he worked somewhere out in this area. I didn't know where. And they said, oh, give him a call, see if he's available. And that's how we reconnected. Okay. Is it possible, now hear me out here, Catherine, that he was living a little rent-free in your head? Like, did he plant some idea that you went, Marty, even though he didn't speak French, was there, or still at this point, there's like nothing? No, it, nothing. I, I even okay. tried to fit, I tried to fix up a friend of uh, one of the other gals at Club Med with him because I knew oh, they were really? a great couple. Yeah. And, okay. and we're all friends now, which is funny. Okay. Oh, man. All right. What a story. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. And so then I guess, you know, fast forward, blah, blah, blah. Things happen. Okay. You two have, I guess, something in common. And then, ta da. Yes. Well, it's funny that we were, we reconnected. We always had a connection over food, uh, the food that we missed, our childhood food. And we, I got in touch with him. We went out and we commiserated with each other about the people we were dating. And yes, I was dating a French chef. <laughs> and <laughs> he was dating an American woman and we were both very unhappy. And, uh, and then we started dating and the rest is history. 29 years of marriage. Congratulations. What am I saying? I'm sorry. 30 years of marriage. Oh, that's okay. No, nobody knows once it goes on that long, right? Nobody knows anymore. Right. Yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> but I think, I think, I think he got it right though. So shout oh, out Marty. Okay. <laughs> that's the important thing. I think so. So do you, can you watch a show like, like the bear and, and still enjoy it? Or you're like, no, this hits too close to home. Do you watch the bear? on FX? I loved the bear. Uh, you did. You did. Okay. I, Cause I, I never worked in a kitchen and now I know I never want to. Okay. <laughs> yes. That will definitely turn you off of working in a kitchen. Uh, I've never worked in that capacity. I, I own my own bakery, but nothing like that. Okay. So when no. you say you studied culinary arts, what are you, are you learning how to make anything and everything? Or did you have a specialty? Uh, we learned everything and anything. Uh, we had a French chef named Chef Pate of all names. No. And, uh, yeah. Okay. And he wow. was great. Oh, the guy was terrific. Uh, he, was he was destined to be a chef with the last name like Pate. He was. Okay. Most definitely. We thought it was fake, but no, it was the real okay. thing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we learned everything, but, uh, I started a little bit later in life and decided I needed a gentler career. So I didn't go into a restaurant kitchen. I decided baking would be a little bit uh, gentler. Okay. So, yeah. So like pastries and cakes and. Uh, yes, I learned all of that breads, pastries, cakes, everything. Uh, but the bakery that I opened, which I just recently sold three weeks ago, I had for 12 years and I did a lot of gluten-free and vegan baking. 
what was the name of your business? Sticky Fingers. Okay. So yeah, you sent me the photo. So is that the logo that I see? Yes. Who who came up with that logo? I did. I wanted something retro. Yeah, it's very nice. Thank you. I'll, well, I'll make sure you check out the Facebook photos, listeners, because it's uh, Catherine has given us a photo of her storefront, so it's a really, really nice logo and uh, so sticky. And you came up with the name? Uh, yes, I came up with the name, and then Marty helped design design the logo with the name. Well, Marty doesn't looks like he stayed the same weight. So how does how do you be married to someone that cooks as good as you and not gain weight? I don't get it. Is he is he oh. like, not like one of us or what's going on well, here? Oh, I'm wondering what pictures he sent you. No, no I'm seeing him now. <laughs> like he's still he's still DJ Trim. I'm I'm, I'm looking. You know, he's he's, yeah. not, he's not 300 pounds like I would be. <laughs> I'm joking, but yeah, no, he he's a very active guy, and uh, so, but I do bake for him. He does eat my cooking. Okay. Did you have a, a specialty, something like your store was known for that people lined up for? Uh, yeah. I Well, I did a lot of different things, but I did make sticky caramel buns, which everything Ooh. I did was baked in small amounts and it was first come, first served. That was something that people would line up for every other Sunday. Uh, Belgium liege waffles I made. Those were a specialty. And then I made over 22 different muffins. And again, a lot of those were vegan and gluten-free, which was a lot of my crowd. 22 different muffins? Yes. Oh, my God. Tim Hortons has like four, if you're lucky. Okay, wow. That sounds amazing. Yes. Oh, and uh, rum cake, Kahlua cake, and uh, tarts, all kinds of different things. Oof, you must have been busy. I was busy. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'll imagine. Uh, it's just like you're back at Club Ed, right? Seven days a week. Yes. Yes. 16 hours a day. <laughs> exactly. But, but no no babies or mini club. That's right. Well, speaking of your, your Club Ed days, is there anyone that, that you enjoyed working with in either season, like Sandpiper, Punta Cana, Extapa? Uh, yes, I made some great friends and kept in touch with first, first season with a with another baby club geo and then second season with a mini club geo. Is this the uh, one that you, one of the ones that you were trying to set Marty up with? Yes. What's her yes. name? You know, you don't have to say her last name. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Colleen. <laughs> okay. All right. Got out. It's, all good. it's <laughs> all good. She's happily married. And as it turns out, Marty is a DJ and he actually DJed her wedding in Canada uh yeah, so, in canada marty came yes. to canada where yes. about vancouver yeah we went to calgary uh oh. she got this is years ago she yeah. got married in saskatchewan in saskatoon oh my god you guys were in saskatoon yes okay <laughs> i've never even been to saskatoon <laughs> wow well <laughs> doesn't get uh, much flatter than that i think okay. <laughs> no but it was beautiful the saffron field driving through there it was really beautiful oh wow okay Nice. nice. Now, do you like today, since you left in 88, is there anything like, do you still think about Clement? Is there anything that you miss? I mean, I'm sure you have great memories, right? Like those, those are the ones you hold on to. Is there anything you miss? Like, like me, uh, like I miss the buffet. <laughs> that's not well, my number one, but that's just one of them. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. I actually wrote down uh, the food was number three. 
Just, I mean, the food was beautiful, especially in Florida where we had, uh, because it was an opening village, we had, I guess what they would say was the best of the best. And, and we had, you know, our own pastry chefs there. We had a bread baker there. Everything was made from scratch and beautiful French food. Uh, so yes, the food, I also miss the, just the international, all the people coming from everywhere, making friends with people from all over the world. That was, I mean, definitely a highlight. And then the availability to try new things. You know, you, you want to try water skiing, you want to try uh, uh, windsurfing, uh, you want to learn some land sports, you, you have access to all of that. Circus. Oh, that's right. The circus. How could I forget? Did you try the circus when you were there? I did try it. Yes, I tried the trapeze and uh, didn't succeed. But but yeah, it was fun to try. Are you glad there was no social media back then in the 80s, late 80s? I am so glad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I really am. I have, you know, we had a, we actually had a photographer that came to the village and that was their job was to take photographs of the geos and gms and then sell them that's right pre-digital yes yeah you actually yeah you got to have that copy and there was a dark room yeah no it's uh it sounds like a, it would have been a great time to, to be a geo you know in club med in the 80s uh, sounds like you had a great time yes i really did was it uh was New Year's a fun time? Because I'm sure you must have worked Christmas and New Year's at one point, right? Yes. Uh, we had uh, New Year's Eve parties. Uh, let's see. Yeah. In both of the villages, the first two villages, I recall. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of uh, a big celebration. I do recall Bastille Day being a, a huge event that we actually dressed up and and went all out, especially in Florida. Did you so, know what it what it was when you saw it? Because I, I didn't. I didn't know until I put on red, white, and blue and went out there and started celebrating the day before my birthday. So um, Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I knew nothing of it until I I um So they gave you a couple of flower bombs, they dressed you up and they said, Go throw these at that prison prison or chateau over there. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you, a dumb question, do you, do you, do you have a recurring dream you're back working at Club Med or did you ever have them or not at all? That's a really good question. And it's funny because I have recurring dreams about many things in my life, but none about Club Med. Okay. All right. Now, when you were, when you were getting your tickets back then, like your plane tickets, were they being like FedExed or pure later to your home address? Do you remember? Uh, I believe they were FedEx. Okay. Now there's another question, kind of like the dream one, because to this day, when I see a FedEx truck in the neighborhood or pure later, I think my tickets are coming, which is crazy because everything is, you know, electronic now, right? Like, so does it ever yes. occur to you? Like when you see that truck, do you ever get like a pang? Like, oh, my tickets, because I, I still do and it won't go away. So I was curious if you <laughs> thought the same thing. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, and I'm kind of sorry that I don't, but I think my Mine was so long ago compared to yours. That's probably why I've had many years to forget about it. Or it could be I have, I've been told I have a Peter Pan complex. So maybe that has something to do with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, Catherine, we're coming to the end of our time here. 
I was just curious. I you seem to be someone who doesn't have any regrets. Like you're glad your mother told you about Clemed. You're 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 glad you went. Correct. Yes, that's correct. I loved working for Club Med and I recommended it to my own daughter. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and if anyone's listening, you know, who's on the fence about applying, then they should give it a shot, right? At least for six months or a year, right? Absolutely. It's a great experience. It's a great education and uh, I highly recommend it. Okay. I have one more question for you. May I? Yes. I, don't, I don't ask this question often, but I was just curious, like, cause I use the word magical a lot. So I'm wondering if, any of your seasons felt magical? Was it the first one? Because, you know, you were at the opening of a village that everyone loved and loved working at. And, you know, it was very sad when it was sold, you know, recently. Or do you yes. not use the word magical? They were each season was special in its own way. Was there one that stood out? They were both magical. Uh, the first two seasons. And uh, I think that's a correct term. They were unique experiences in and of themselves, but they were once in a lifetime experiences. Okay, great answer. Great answer. Well, Catherine, I really want to thank you so much for sharing your time with us here and, you know, sharing your story. Well, thank you for making this happen, Greg. Appreciate it. Please say hi to Marty for me. I sure will. Did you ever go on one of his silent DJ things? Because I've just recently, you know, come aware what that is. So have you ever put on the headset and. Oh, yes. Yes. And it is so much fun. And if you get the opportunity, I highly recommend it. So he said that when they do it, there's three DJs and each DJ has a different color. So they could see who whose headset is, you know, uh, blue or red or whatever. So, yes, since you're married to Marty, do you have to listen to his channel? No. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, what 30 does, years will do to okay. you. Does he get a little irked up there when he sees blue instead of red? Okay. Uh, I think he okay. does take it a little personally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. Oh, thank you so much, Catherine, for, for thank coming you, on. Greg. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. Awesome. Well, everyone, that was Catherine Kotler Glassman. And we thank you. And we'll see you all here next week with another new installment of My First Season. Bye, everyone. Say bye, Catherine. Bye. 